0: It's time for Money for Lunch, where we feed your brain and your business with supersized portions of business and financial news. Now your host, Bert Martinez. Welcome back, everybody. It's good to have you here, as always. uh, Today, we have a special guest, a regular contributor norm blumenthal norm blumenthal's attorney for workers and consumers selected as one of the top attorneys in southern california in 2017 norm was inducted and recognized as one of america's most trusted lawyers in employment law norm blumenthal is a regular contributor here on money for lunch as always it's good to have you here norman welcome back
1: thanks bird nice to be back um jobs 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 that's our our discussion today Um, there's plenty of them out there, but we need to put people with the jobs. There's plenty of people that are on the sidelines too, unfortunately, uh, for a a lot of different reasons. Um, one of which of course is the, um, fact that in states that have a minimum wage of $7 and 25 cents that computes at a 40 hour week to $290 a week, uh, they can get $300 a week plus their normal unemployment benefits if they stay home or work a job that pays cash. So that's a problem. The other problem is we have a lot of workers out there that are not in this country legally. So they're afraid to uh, um, go to these work fairs or apply for a job because they think it's a, it's a setup um, to be arrested uh, based on what happened in the uh, Trump administration. So, this is where we are. the The manufacturing jobs. Um, there's about two million manufacturing jobs that are are available and will be available between now and uh, and the end of this decade, uh, 2030. That's add about a trillion dollars to the economy. And these jobs are good jobs. These are jobs that uh, you, you can be trained for. You can work at. Um, they're good jobs. Uh, we got jobs coming in from um, the infrastructure bill that's going to be additional jobs. So the jobs are out there. And there's about, um, unfortunately, about 8 million people on the sidelines that are not stepping up um, to take these jobs for one reason or another. But, um, you know, there's, there's jobs there. There's farm worker jobs. There's manufacturing jobs. There's jobs in the hospitality and restaurant business. There's child care jobs. Uh, There's retirement home jobs. So there's plenty of jobs. So, you know, we need to fix this problem. And and the problem isn't uh, the immigrants on the border or crossing the border. The problem is the system. The system does not match jobs with people. And and that's what we have to we have to come up with an answer to.
0: All right, and, so uh, uh, so okay, so, so I want I want to expand on that because you were saying, hey, uh, pr- uh, immigration is not the problem; the wages are, right?
1: Right. the The wages are because the the wages need to go higher. We, you know, we need a minimum wage across the country of fifteen dollars, and that will de incentivize people to stay home for $300. Uh gotcha. and it'll put them, put them back to work because they can now work for a minimum of $600. And not only that, um, wages have the wages have to go up. And we have to match uh, the people with these wages and the only way to do it is to also incentivize them to to take these jobs because they're their jobs that um, you know, a lot of these jobs are jobs that no one will take, like these farm working jobs or jobs in a um, uh, you know a, a factory, a slaughterhouse for uh, for poultry and and uh, cows and and other animals that uh, humans uh, eat. Uh, we, the, those are really really tough jobs, and uh, the idea that that people coming across the border from Honduras and um, and uh, this Guatemala. These are actually uh, people that come across the border that you know were farm workers uh, in in their homes, so they're very capable of taking these farm jobs. So the question is, and and I got an answer for you, but the question is really today first of all, we have to, to get the wages up. That's, that's number one. And that, that's, yeah, an easy, that's an easy thing to do. We just have to get that minimum wage up. Um, there's no question that it has to, to, to balance out where you can't be paid more to stay home than you, you would to go to work. That just, just doesn't make sense. The next thing you have to do is you can't scare off the workforce. So, um, if people, both um, illegals in the country and illegals uh, wanting to cross the border, we have to match these people up with jobs in the families. About 50,000 families now um, that have crossed the border recently, about 350,000 people. Where um, what we're doing is we're we're doing these what's called drop-offs. We're sending them back into Mexico into really. Dangerous conditions and unfriendly hands. And we have people in the uh, underground economy in this country. So how do we get these people into our economy safely? And we have a system, and it it exists. It's called the E-Verify system. The E-Verify system is, which is not mandatory now, it's voluntary and most people don't use it. Uh, When you go to apply for a job, the employer checks with the central um, uh, repository of people's uh, uh, verification as to their green card status, res, uh, citizenship, etc., and uh, match them up. And if they come in as having a valid green card or a citizen, you can hire them. If they don't, you, at this point, the system's response is you can't hire them. So now we have someone that they can't hire they, the job's not filled they're back on the street they can't uh, apply for any assistance because they're afraid they'll be deported how do we fix that system you fix the system from the employer standpoint e-verify same person comes in for a job uh, put them into e-verify they're not in the system all right what you do then is you apply to get into the system I have this person here. He is does not show up in the system. His name is this. Um, his you know ID information is this. His fingerprints are this. Um, I'd like to hire them. Then if they come up in the database where they're not you know um, otherwise authorized, uh, yeah, or you know in, in the database as a criminal or something like that, you know, boom, you can hire them there and they get a green card so now all these people that otherwise wouldn't have a green card have one and it doesn't mean they'll ever become citizens it just means that they can they're comfortable working with their green card and as long as they continue to work they're welcome to stay here you know with their family and uh, and contribute to the economy otherwise we're going to have all these illegals that are are in the shadows they're not contributing they're either paid cash under the table or they're not in the system and they they can't benefit and their family can't be here and it's it's a a very poor system that we're running right now to get people back to work because this pandemic has destroyed this the system there's just so many jobs now as we come out of the pandemic that are available that, can't, that no one wants. Right. Or no one no or people are afraid to apply for. So how how do we fix that? And that's really what we're here today is we need higher wages and we at the same time we need to make the system friendly for people to be able to get into the system without fear of of being deported.
0: Yeah. You know and and we have talked about this uh a couple of uh different times uh we have something like i believe and again don't quote me on this number ladies and gentlemen but we have like something like 350,000 trade jobs that they're having difficulty fulfilling and one of the reasons is because we have this propaganda this this mindset that college is the only way to go and there's a lot of people that do go to college because they feel pressured to go to college and then they drop out and they get and they go into the trades and they have a very prosperous happy life. And and I think that that's one of the issues that we're having is that is that a lot of people are being pushed in a direction that they shouldn't be pushed into. So that's one issue. I agree with you as far as the uh the whole you know living wage thing. That's ridiculous. I mean, look, right now prices are escalating uh and and they're, and they're predicted to to go up even higher so if somebody's making 8 10 bucks an hour they they they're going to have to get subsidized by the government uh and and this really kind of ticks me off because some of these companies that take advantage of this system are multi-billion dollar corporations like McDonald's and Walmart and there's a documentary where it showed that here in the U.S., the average McDonald employee makes like 12 bucks an hour. That's, you know, taking those employees from California all the way to, uh, what do you call it, uh, New Hampshire, you know, from one extreme to the other, from one coast to the next. Uh, but in Europe, that same exact McDonald's employee on average gets paid something like $23 an hour or 22.50, or something like that. Be- Why? Because the the government mandate that they get a livable wage because they don't want to be flipping the bill for McDonald's. Yep. And,
1: and, and you're right, Bert. That's where you start. But uh, your number on 350,000 is a little bit off. There's actually uh, 2.1 million manufacturing wow. jobs that are available and will become available and these, this 2.1 doesn't require a uh, college education. These are jobs. These are, you know, in, installation of HVAC. They, HVAC, like Carrier, they can't find people that can work and help them because nobody's coming in for these jobs. And, you know, they have a very strong market. They want to reopen, yet uh, they're struggling to find workers to help meet the demand. There's just a lot of workers, unfortunately, millions of them, for one reason or another, coming out of this pandemic, that are sitting on the sideline. Hospitality workers, they don't need a college education. Warehouse workers, they don't need a college education. These are all basic skills, and they're not being replaced by robots. And so the, the, the whole problem is, is these middle-skilled jobs and low-skilled jobs are not being fulfilled because people don't want to do them. There's just, you know, you have to have people wanting to to get out to work or needing to get out to work. But unfortunately, we got a lot of people for one reason or another are staying home. We now have a job shortfall in the range somewhere between 9 and uh, 11 million people. That is, these are jobs that, that could be taken if they, if people, if, if they were incentivized to go and, and work these jobs. But there's, there's not a lot of people that want to be a dishwasher or you know work in a, co- a kitchen or a busboy because who wants to work at seven dollars and twenty-five cents an hour? It's just you know you, nobody wants that job. You're better off uh, on the sidelines or in the underground economy. Um, Than you are taking these jobs, but it's not just those jobs. It's it's really manufacturing jobs all across the country, and if this infrastructure goes through, bill goes through, it's going to create even more jobs. And so we need to get the pe- we need to get people off the sidelines. That's basically the problem, and you do that by higher wages, and you do that by Uh, not creating a fear uh, for people that are not here uh, legally to uh, get a green card uh, through the E-Verify system. That's really, it's just that simple. It doesn't ask for citizenship. That's what drives me crazy, what they're doing in Washington. Everything on the Democratic side of the the, uh, equation is, oh, we're going to make them citizens, and the last thing the Republicans are ever going to vote for is creating more citizens for, um, and Democratic
0: voters. They're not going well, no to do it. But Well, and look, and I think – and I agree with that. Look, if you came in – if you got into this country illegally, then citizenship should be off the table. I totally agree with giving them a green card because now they're part of the system, and, and, and they can pay taxes, and they can get the insurance that they need. Uh, for their automobiles, and they, again, they can just get plugged in. I'm okay with that, and and I say that as an immigrant, but also as uh, as a citizen. And the fact that I want to make sure that anybody that's in our country is here uh, and, and, and is uh, attempting to uh, pay into the system, for lack of better terms, to become part of the system. Uh, when you have millions and millions of people who are hiding because of fear and because they're here illegally uh, it doesn't do us any good Uh, let's put those millions of people to to pay into the system uh and and i agree let's give them a green card they're already here and, and and a lot of these uh have been here for a decade so give them their green card let's make them part of the system but because they got here illegally they don't they're not allowed to become citizens and i think that uh Again, and I agree with the Republicans on this one. Look, if you allow illegal aliens, uh, undocumented individuals to become citizens, that to me is a slap in the face to those individuals who have gone through the system, who are here legally and are not citizens yet because, yeah. you know, whatever. So so I I, I I love the idea of, hey, we're going to give you a green card, but... You can't become a citizen because you got here illegally. There's, yeah. It's a win-win for everybody.
1: It's a win-win for everybody, and you get them into the system. Okay, so now they got to stand in line like everybody else that, that is, aren't here. And, you know, we have also have these, these, these great jobs, I mean tech jobs, at the highest level. We want to encourage those people to get in here. And, you know, if you need uh, – Apple needs help and Google needs help and – and uh, these other great tech companies at, at higher levels of of learning, sure, we want to encourage them to come too. They can, they can help uh, put together these great businesses. And and by the same token, if you come to this country and then you have your green card and you enlist in the service, and you get honorably discharged, part of that, those persons who actually serve this country. Should be given, you know, however many years they serve, five years or whatever, they should go to the front of the line uh, for citizenship, I believe. And, um, you know, because they, they've they done more than just ke- uh, came here and, and got jobs and, and were honest and kept their nose clean. They actually went and put their life on the line for our country. So they, they need some special treatment, I, as to everybody in, the, uh, in this line. But, I agree. Yeah. And so we have to work through this and, you know, getting the Democrats and Republicans together. Just think logically, the the Democrats don't want to verify because they for some reason they don't want that. They go, you know, you can't. Oh, my God, you can't have personal information from people. And um, the Republicans just don't want um, automatic citizenship for persons in this country just because they're here. And so then you got to give credit to that. And so they have to get together to come up with a system and you have to verify it's a perfect uh spot. Somebody comes across the border illegally. Uh they um uh, what can you do? I'm a farm worker oh here. I have a list of uh of uh farms, you know, with uh, thousands of jobs. Let's pick one up. And uh, see if this matches you, and if it matches, and he accepts you, you'll get yourself a green card. Okay, boom, boom, and they can do all of that online. And then, yeah, if,
0: and if you, I, I want to also want to send them back. Yeah, and 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 you know, and here's the other thing that uh, some people have forgotten, uh, and you and I, I know we talked about this several times, uh, in California. Farmers there really need the immigrant worker. Uh, a couple of years ago, when President Trump was putting a lot of pressure on immigration and on deporting uh, illegal aliens, and, and uh, the farmers could not find people to work their land and they literally had tons of food sitting on their land rotting because they couldn't get anybody to pick it. And they were offering $20 an hour, but it's, 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 it's tough manual labor that most Americans just don't want to do at $20 an hour or even at $25 an hour or even at $40 an hour. And, and it's just something that it's the reality of the situation we are spoiled we have moved on from those types of, of of jobs and until uh those jobs are replaced by some other means we need immigrant workers who are willing and who are grateful to make the money that they get paid to 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 we call it to work the land
1: right and you know the the interesting part is people from uh, you know Honduras and Guatemala uh, um those are, are persons that all they know is is agriculture and so you know it's a perfect fit for them to to get out there and work it It's something they can do and willing to do uh with their ed- education just so they can have a you know come and live and support their family and um you know have these the kids go to school and become you uh, the kids can then you know get jobs too and uh, and work and you know basically at some point in time, if they've been here long enough, they they're in line. They, you know they should keep their nose clean, be in line for uh, for um, for work themselves, obviously. So it's a process, and at some point, uh, you get in line like everybody else to become a citizen. And if you're born here, you're you know you're automatically a citizen. So the, these are things that need to to be taken care of, but the, it all starts. With getting wages for people that are attractive across the country, and allowing people to work uh, under a work permit regardless of their citizenship. I mean, they, and they, as long as they keep a job, they can stay. They they, they stop working, they got to go. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, and it seems to it seems to be something that that people can agree on.
0: Yes, and and I think that. Uh, what do you call it? It, it to me it's it's the quickest fastest solution it, it, it serves it serves both parties for you know it, it makes most everybody happy and i think that in itself is uh a milestone right uh, yeah. and, and i think you know and again it's it's it'd be different if we had a bunch of people saying hey i want to i want to I want to be on that farm picking the crops, uh, but uh we don't have that issue.
1: No. So we, we need we somebody.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: and 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 you know, so far since Biden's taken office, we've had an expulsion of uh 350,000 people at the borders. But, you know, it's about 50,000 families, but what they do is they do these drop-offs. It's it's a weird drop-off. They move you to another place and they end up being dropped off into really uh, de- dangerous places in Mexico um you know women and children and um, there they are and now you have uh, the risk of them catching covid being you know being sick left in, in a, a strange place and this is no way to treat anybody there you, there's there's jobs for the, the that the that family here i mean at at a minimum they should all be given vaccinations i mean my goodness You have them here, you know, here's some arms that are open, you know, give them a a shot so that at least they're vaccinated and they won't be spreading uh, COVID uh, here or in other countries. So there's things we can do and match up uh, these immigrants at the border. Because to make that desperate trip, you have to be really desperate. And uh, you really do. And there has to be some compassion for these people and, there has to be places to put the 350,000 people. I mean, this is a country of three and a half, uh, 350 million people. I mean, this is a tiny fraction of what you have. We, you know, and they're they're in a, a tough place because the climate change is such that they can't grow crops um, in these uh, areas because it's just too hot now in um, in Guatemala. This is the first in Honduras. These are the first countries that are experiencing climate change such that their crops get their, the heat's too great and uh, the crops burn so they are are desperate to find a place where they can have their family and live so we, we we should show some compassion for them it's a big country a rich country and if they're willing to work great and if they're not then th- there's a reason to say no we can't have you in our country but it's right. a absolutely yeah,
0: absolutely. And, and, uh, you know, th- this is one of those things where, where, uh, again, as a, as a Cuban, uh, immigrant myself, when people hear a last name like Martinez or they hear you speaking Spanish, they just automatically assume you're Mexican. And, and so what's happening in, in some of these expulsion, uh, situations is they're getting anybody who's Hispanic and taking them to Mexico. Well, that's, you know, that, that's great. If you are a Mexican national, but if you are from Honduras, uh, like, uh, like this young lady and her so, uh, son, um, then, you know, you're, you, you may be up a Creek because you have no connection. You have nobody there. Uh, and so I think that we need to, we need to take that in consideration, uh, some of these people, as you mentioned, they are risking their lives to get here. why uh, because wherever they're at is so bad and so desperate that they're putting their lives on the line to try to make a better life and so we do you know we need to balance that out and 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 it's tough. I'm not saying it's easy by any means uh, but uh, i I agree with you that we need to have compassion
1: yeah and and they need to, and and if you find jobs, there's jobs that nobody's taking. Right. And for one, there's just jobs that Americans aren't going to do, and farm labor is one of them. Um, they just not going to do it. And
0: So, so you have the farm labor. You have uh, many jobs in, in the hospitality industry uh, that a lot of people are not going to be doing. Uh, and, and there's probably a list of, I don't know, probably several I don't know, maybe a hundred jobs that that we don't want to do, and it's, it just takes somebody else that uh, uh, you know to to what do you call it to take the bull by the horns and get those jobs done because they're still essential jobs. I mean, hotels have to be cleaned, hospitals have to be cleaned, uh, and, and if and if we're not going to do those jobs, then we have to find somebody else to do them or. Talk about prices going up because in order to get somebody uh, to, you know, let's say clean these hotels, you're going to be paying 40, 50 bucks an hour to attract, what do you call it, dependable, trustworthy talent. And that's just going to make the hotel industry uh, hurt some more or increase the prices. The same thing at, at hotels, same thing at restaurants it's It's one of those things where where we have to balance the needs of our enterprises uh, with the uh, political needs of immigration.
1: right and and you know these like for example, like you know, I wanted to take a weekend trip and rent a car. You, um, last time I tried to do that to the same place, uh it was two hundred and fifty dollars for the weekend. This time, I went in to go to rent the same car, going to the same place. For a weekend, a thousand dollars wow, and, and so that's just an example of what we're going to be facing in terms of costs going up and the cost of everything is try try getting a hotel room uh, in any place you want to go and see what where the costs are now because they're they're astronomically high because they have to pay. Uh, a living wage for people to attract them back. So that's just the price everybody's going to have to pay uh, to get this system going. And, you know, that's what we're facing. But it, it, you can't leave people behind. Because right. You have to, you know, you you have to build up from the bottom and the middle. And, you know, you can't just make it affordable for the few. It has to be affordable for everybody. And in order to make that car rental affordable for everybody, wages have to go up. Well,
0: and to your your point, uh, so uh, uh, I was recently in Vegas uh, working with some clients there, and the hotel – uh, can't uh, are are were not able to find anybody to work the ballet. Uh, they they didn't have uh, they had no bellhops because again nobody wanted that job. Uh, they uh, the restaurants were suffering horribly because you know they they they, they don't have enough people to be servers. And, and and so Vegas to me is a great example of of what you said at the beginning of the show where. You're motivating people to stay home, versus motivating people to go out there and 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 work. Yep. And and, it, and, it, and it's crushing. It's it's destroying cities like Las Vegas.
1: Yeah. Well, it, it, it's 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 city destroying cities all over because you can't get people to work. But this is the price everybody has to pay. Prices are going up. Um, but wages have to go up with it because you have to attract people back to the work- workforce. I think once everybody gets vaccinated and we're in that process and the pandemic is is in, fortunately, in this country, and it's not like that in other countries, but in this country, hopefully the uh, pandemic's behind us. I think people will come, come back, but they're not going to come back without a, a, a wage because right now they seem to have managed – to live um, on whatever they've been getting, uh, without going back to work. So uh-huh. you know, at some point in time, people need to, to go back to work, and they need to ha- go back to work safely. They can't be afraid that if they go in to apply for a job, that because they're they're not a citizen, they're going to be ex- um, extradited. You can't do that. I mean, you you can't. You have to be able to have some safety. Uh, we, no, if you apply for this job, we'll give you a work permit. It has to be wide open so that everybody can, can go back to work. We have to make this country worker friendly, uh, with, with living wages and, uh, no repercussions for working if you're not a citizen.
0: Absolutely. Norm, we're out of time. Uh, I want to thank you so much for stopping by as always, my friend, it's good to have you on the show.
1: All right, Bert. Always a pleasure and, and good luck. Take
0: care. All right. Good stuff there from lawyer Norm Blumenthal, lawyer Norm Blumenthal. If you have questions, uh, you can reach out to Norm at BAMLawCA. That's B as in Burt, BAMLawCA.com. Uh, talk to me. What do you think? Is Norman? and are, are, are we crazy? Are we too soft and liberal? Um uh, Give me your thoughts. What, what do you, what's your take? Is immigration the problem? Is it the wages? Is it a combination? Do you have a solution better than what Norm came up with? Let's share this show with everybody. Let's make this a conversation, an intelligent conversation, an intelligent debate. It's not about pointing the fingers and hating people. It's about finding a solution that everybody or most people can live with. As always, my friends, thank you so much for stopping by. And remember, you were created to succeed. Tune in Monday through Friday here on Money for Lunch. And check out our website at moneyforlunch.com.